The Youthscape Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Youthscape Podcast. I'm Martin Saunders. And I've got a massive grin on my face because around we are huddled around this little hello I'm Rachel Gardner we are huddled around this little mic and it's not just you and me in the room Martin is it and it's not just producer Rachel it's not just one guest we have three guests yes all who know and love you dearly yeah and are no relation in blood just in case you're already reaching for the skip button (laughs) this is not another self-indulgent edition of the Martin Saunders birthday podcast it might be But you'll recognise the voices because actually we have Karen, Matt and Charles all from your church they in Highgate. We'll let, we'll let you introduce in a minute what you do. Um, but the two, there are two voices here you might recognise from the birthday edition of Matt and Charles who actually hosted their birthday edition. Woo! Aww. Welcome, gentlemen. That's very good. I didn't realise we were actually hosted it. That's you nice. did. Oh, you were the main Did you not listen to it? <laughs> yeah, I listened to it many, many times. Yeah. So this is wonderful because I actually feel like I'm sat with celebrities because I've obviously listened to their voices lots, but it's the first time. I would, probably. I would, I would figure most people gave that episode a miss. So no, we should they probably, didn't. we should probably start from and, the from the assumption that people just, don't know. But what they didn't know is that you were turning. What? How were you turning? 38? Why do we need to talk about that? Were you turning thirty nine? Why would you bring that up? You were turning forty, and because it was a bit of a wibbly wobbly time, we thought that we would kind of ease and smooth Martin into his forties, which, let's face it, is Victoria's time of life. Yeah, yeah. With a podcast. Thanks for that. With some beautiful messages, it was good, wasn't it? It was great. We weren't rude about Martin at all, were we? Mm. No. Wonderful. I felt I left that that day feeling <laughs> very encouraged and built up, and other things as well. Wonderful. But the, the exciting thing is that actually we have for the first time ever in podcast, Youthscape podcast history, an entire team who, between them for a local church, kind of disciple and care for and support children from very young right up to teens and students. So shall we ask you to introduce yourselves? Can we start with the lovely lady on my right? I'm Karen and I'm a children's and families minister and I look after children from naught to five. So right up to reception. Fantastic. And I've had quite a couple of children, Martin's children in my groups. That's true. I've just realised that all of you have. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. At some that. point, yeah. connected with a Saunders yeah. child. Wonderful. And then coming on to you. Yeah. So I'm Charles um, and I'm in charge of six to elevens. Um, I'm Matt and I'm the youth minister. So everything 11 to 18s. And we've said that on the podcast before, we have sometimes had people who are responsible for the entire mm. age range. But it's the first time having a team who, between them, kind of connects. So, so that feels quite significant for us, yeah. doesn't it, Martin? It does. And uh, so it's, I don't know if we've said the name of the church. It's St. Mary's Rygate, um, which um, other churches are available, <laughs> but it has been said that God dwells particularly oh, right, at St. Mary's, okay. right, often during my preaching. And, um, <laughs> That's a massive time of prayer. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And um, uh, yes, yeah, so of course we should acknowledge from the outset that it is a very large church and it's quite a well-resourced church yeah. and quite a wealthy area. So, um, so we have to recognise from the start that we're in a very fortunate position to have um, different employed people covering those different ages. Mm-hmm. And we don't want anybody listening to this to be thinking, well, it's all right for some, mm. you know, but we can't do that. But it is interesting to explore what is then possible mm-hmm. when you are able to resource youth ministry and children's ministry to that extent. And I know I, I very much favour splitting the two mm. um, specialisms. And I think children's ministry is a specialism and youth ministry is a specialism. And, uh, and Karen, if I, if I sort of start with you... Um, 
you know, noughts, noughts to fives is a completely different world to primary age because you're actually genuinely, you do genuinely think about input into, you know, babies and particularly families of new, of new children. Well, no noughts to fives are going to come to church on their own. So you get the parents with them. And the interesting thing is that quite often parents who are coming are quite often babies in a Christian sense as well. Mm. Some of them look like rabbits in headlights, not really sure why, why they're there. It might be they're coming for school places, they might just be in that, I've had a new baby and I'm sure there must be more to life than mm. you know having to bring up a child and what else do I need to, to do to bring my child up? So yeah, you're sort of talking to the children and the parents. Because it is a kind of a key sort of, to use evangelical uh, uh, slang here, it is a sort of prodigal moment, isn't it? That a lot mm. of people return to church, especially those that have had some Christian upbringing or been in a youth group or something like that. You often find when they have a child, that's when they find themselves back. For the variety of reasons that you pointed out, find yes. themselves back at. So is that a great moment of opportunity for the church? I think it is. And quite often, on a Sunday morning, as you know, having been there, we have a group for 18 months to three-year-olds. And quite often, parents will stay. We encourage them to go back into church. But actually, what the parents often don't realise is that it's a great opportunity. We're still doing church yes. where the children are. We're not mm. looking after children while everybody else is doing church. We are doing church over there. So they think they've got away with being in church, whereas actually... <laughs> you're doing it with yeah. them. Yeah. You're doing it with them. Yeah. So you're aiming stuff at small children and small people, but also it's, it's a bit like a Pixar Disney cartoon where mm. the jokes are sometimes lost on the kids. But the children, the adults go, oh yeah, I never thought of that. I mind mean, you, I've, mind, you've heard my jokes. I've heard the jokes. <laughs> my singing. My, I mean, let's just let's just stop there for a minute. <laughs> I, this is a private joke that needs to go wider because Karen's specialty is having printed out song words to a song without having checked which tune the song ha has. So, so you start singing one tune. But with a very different, it's usually Frere Jacques. You usually just try and apply everything <laughs> to Frere Jacques. If you? it's not Frere Jacques, it's the Muffin Man. Yeah, and it, and it, do you know what? It almost always isn't. <laughs> <laughs> usually, halfway through, you realise we've either got more notes or more words. But I still think he'll be riding on a donkey when he comes. Is a great theological palm someday. Yeah, and you're right. And the good thing the is it goes over coming. it goes over the eighteen month old's head. Exactly. But we, as the parents, we enjoy it. Yeah. So well done. Yeah, they don't always look like they're enjoying it. On some level, they're enjoying it. I think later they realise how much fun it was. Yes, that's it. So you're working with a very different age group, so say through the youth work and youth work yeah. program. But obviously, you're part of this wider team. So mm. how does that work as a team? So you're reaching out to young families, little children, um, might be from the church family, might be as you say, just walked in from the street. What what is the connection point for you then with six to eleven's work and, and the youth work? How does that? On a day-to-day -day basis, is there much kind of joined-up work? or Well, families sort of tend... We sort of like to box everything into nice little neat boxes, but actually, families aren't really like that. So Martin has children in my age group, Charles's age group, and youth. So families I've are... got too many children, though. <laughs> well, but it you're, works you're as a sort prolific. of testing... <laughs> as a testing principle. So, but families quite often have children in different age groups, and I think... It, it does work. I think as a team, it's good to bounce off each other. When you're having a rubbish day, the other one makes you laugh. Mm. We, we laugh quite a lot. We're probably um, too much. We bounce <laughs> ideas off each other. Mm. Sometimes we bounce Balls. physical things off <laughs> each other. <laughs> I think one of, one of the things that's been really good, because I, I help out with Tots Praise on a Monday morning, 
So, um, which is uh, like uh, north to it's preschool, isn't it's it? It's a preschool, preschool. pram I, I service. It's doing. called technically, but that. Um, so, so I help out that, which is really nice. Kind of thinking, this is the youth group of the future, mm. and getting to know the parents as well. And there yeah. are some parents that are crossover parents as well. Uh, and so it's really good to get to know families and yeah, just yeah. kind of getting to, to know about that as well. And as the youth get older, quite often on a Sunday, when they've outgrown Sunday groups, they come back and help in the younger child, mm, children's groups. Excellent, yeah. So there is that sense of we've known these children often since they were babies, um, all the way through the groups, and then they come back in and help with the younger ones. So it is a whole circle thing. And the families as well, you know the families and you know the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it builds good relations. Mm. Um, so I, I think it, it works for us for it to be compartmentalised, but I don't think people coming should see it like that. I think mm. they should see it as one continuum. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's interesting. So uh, you knew I'd bring this up, but we run a very successful summer holiday club. <laughs> it uh, is amazing. At, uh, at the church. And it is amazing. It's only, it's only been going a couple of years, but one of the great things that I've seen about that is the role of teenagers in facilitating mm-hmm. children's work. So so you we have this incredibly well organized let's let's just say it's well organized because my wife Thank you, Mrs. my wife organizes it. <laughs> but it's incredibly well drilled uh, machine um, who organizes the event. Uh, no there's this incredibly well organized <laughs> event. Uh, and, um, and 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 we have like little colour groups and within the colour groups there are groups and it's all incredibly well but each of those little groups within the thing mm-hmm. all have kind of a teenage leader and so there's these mm-hmm. opportunities for actually 12 year olds through to 18 year olds to be getting involved in this thing and you have the whole church family come together for these three days in August and it is a great picture of how I think at its best mm-hmm. ministry all age ministry works mm-hmm. at St Mary's and hopefully elsewhere in that everybody feels like they're part of something bigger and it, it, it doesn't feel like it's particularly aimed at anybody mm-hmm. it, it really genuinely does mm-hmm. feel like it's aimed at everybody and uh, and I think you know that's also true in the year-round ministry of the, the church because you you know you have, you ask teenagers to get involved in the children's ministry you don't get so many child helpers in the youth ministry although maybe you could try that that sounds innovative yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, well, one of our things, moving away from that, um, <laughs> one of the things that we really, really want, uh, try and do on a, like, a Sunday morning is we, we don't have anything for year 10s and above um, as far as groups are concerned. We really encourage them to uh, get in and serve, maybe with the children, maybe with on the uh, techie team, maybe in worship, maybe, and all those different things. So it's kind of, they, they, they feel they're part of this the church and not just this segregated mm-hmm. thing. So that's that's something I've, we really is is, is a, a purposeful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so the, but and they have their meeting times in the in the evening uh, and throughout the week as well. So that's mm-hmm. that's more that's kind of the thing that we try to model mm-hmm. is yes yeah, we're part of church we're, we mm-hmm. we you know, we get involved we Excess we serve so yeah. that's that's what we yeah. that, that's that's been quite a purposeful thing for me though it's like we we we've just started doing um solar specials so all of my age group from six to eleven come together once a month and we have a group and they're all in mixed ages and it's kind of to get them to know one another so that when they go up a group that they know the the one before but we have youth helpers there and for me that's really important because it gives them someone to look up to but also it gives the youth some people mm. to kind of look after and mentor and grow themselves Um, so yeah I think like you've helping out with the children's work is actually really vital um, to our ministries how does working child with the six loans how does that feel 
significantly different to the to the youth as in the sort of 12 pluses because I guess my daughter's now six and I'm also I have some 11 year olds in my youth group and I'm sort of noticing some real acceleration around some of the themes and some of the things I thought well, I won't talk about that till they're older oh my goodness no I need to be talking about that now but brain development wise socially wise I need to do it differently like how, how do you handle like a six to eleven is actually incredibly broad isn't it you so how does yeah, that yeah I found that when I when I started uh, and kind of I was in the older group and I'd kind of got to know them and then I went to the younger group and we're like oh wow this is a it's a it's a huge gap six and it's crazy how much they grow up yeah it's amazing um, and I suppose uh, it's about it's about tackling those questions but from different points if that makes sense we were just talking about this on the way down in terms of um that there should be kind of core things that you you want to teach those those mm. kids but it's about the phrasing of those core things and mm. how deep you go into those core things mm. so from basic level god loves you but then it's god loves you but what if mm. and th- those sort of kind of building upon those kind of things and mm. um, so i think it's for, for a six-year-old it's it's very different um, it's a very different question to ask a six-year-old than it is for an 11-year-old as well. Mm. But it's about kind of getting them all on the same page so that you can build upon it mm. as they go up the groups. Mm. Oh. You're, you're fairly new uh, in, in post, yeah. and you're fairly new to youth and children, <coughs> yeah. aren't you, Charles? Like, this is yeah, kind yeah, of all yeah, new yeah, yeah. for you. Um, so it'd be interesting to know what your experiences of, uh, you know, the first, I don't know, your first year in... In youth and children's ministry have been. I realise that a lot of your education in this has come not from one of the main training colleges, but from listening to back episodes of the it is indeed, yeah. podcast. Oh, it's terrifying! So it's, it's, yeah. like, it's like you've been to university, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's failing. Um, no, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's been great. Um, very different and challenging, exciting. It's it's been so. I only started in September, um, and I've never really done anything quite on the same scale so I've done a lot of workshops with dramas and kind of with Riding Lights I was working with them for a couple of years so I did a lot of yeah a lot of acting workshops with a Christian faith message to them Um, but it's very different from kind of organising a whole session Um, and I think sometimes it's that kind of uh, finding activities and things to engage the children with that is actually going to engage them um, rather than just going to create chaos mm-hmm. and sometimes I find it sometimes I don't um, and there have been plenty of times where mm-hmm. it's just ended in chaos but I think for me what I've learned the most and, and what I've learned from experience from working with children before um, before in this role is that you have to have like a core message behind whatever you're doing so even if you're playing a game that game's got to relate somehow to the message that you're going to be preaching about at the end and it's about weaving that throughout the session rather than kind of playing random games and then coming to the end and going, God. And then it's kind of like, what? where did that <laughs> yeah. come from? And yeah. it's about like, that's what I've learned the most is, is really finding mm. those games that are going to challenge them, but also um, mm. be fun as well. Mm. I, can I ask you a question, Matt? Cool. And as I'm phrasing this question, I'm realising that it hasn't landed in my head yet. So let's go with it. Because listening to Charles speaking, I'm thinking... Wow, the luxury of being a youth worker who's got a, a family's work like you can and a, and a children's worker like you and, and and kind of knowing what the DNA has been put into them by the time mm. they arrive to you. You've worked in other contexts maybe where that hasn't happened. Like what difference does it make for a youth worker kind of having this joined up approach so the children have come right the way through. So by the time they come into your sort of sphere, 
you kind of have a good idea of what, they, what has that made has that been significant for you as a youth worker has that made a difference or I, I guess it must be I, I think one of the things that I often talk about is uh, that uh, the success that we have in our youth work has been based a lot in the children's work the investment that has been in children's work uh, and as um, I've gone on I've been uh, St Mary's nearly six years now I know uh, and just seeing how the, just like from a numbers point of view, I know numbers aren't everything, but they're a good indicator. The numbers coming through, we reap the benefit of that. And so to support the children's work is so important because good children's work lead, can lead, should lead to good youth work. Um, and, and sharing uh, and having a good relationship with the, the children's, um, children's workers is, um, is really good to be sharing an office so we know what's going on in, in, in each other's ministries and, and, and things like that it's um yeah i think so if, if you want to get good youth ministry invest in your children's ministry and then that 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 builds up uh, because look at september coming and have this oh my goodness there are so many mm. uh, we're going to have to have a bigger building and you kind of have a sense you know them yes yeah. as well i think that's what's really nice is matt helps out with my year five and six cell group so mm. they know matt so that when they go up to year seven that they've got this connection with him that um, it isn't just this random person that mm. they're going to on a Monday evening. Yeah, because you do a couple of interesting things around transitions. Mm. So the first thing is you, you, know, you help out Matt with some of the younger work in order to get to know those, those kids. And, and Charles, you're sort of a familiar face still with the teenagers yeah. as well. So there's that transition that's going on. I know also you, um, in September, when the kids are sort of fractured into different secondary schools, the year sevens, um, you've actually held events, haven't you, where you've gathered them back together and given them a sort of a, a landing space when everything else in their life has become complete chaos. Yeah, so we try and make sure that um, at the beginning, of, before they go back to school, maybe a few days before, we get all the new year sevens all looking very like, oh my goodness, what is going to happen? And then we bring in some year eights and maybe some year nines just to talk them through what it's like uh, and to give them a friendly face because they probably know them through through church but one of the the downsides of being having quite a, a number of people is that people can get lost and so they might not have that uh, they, they may know of people but not know people and so trying to put those people together so as they're walking around the local secondary school they, they've got this face oh hello hello John from St Mary's thank goodness you're here where do I go for to the toilet and things like that. Mm. So, it's, but but which can be the, the, those those sorts of things. So it's really um, we try and make sure that that happens, uh, and go th- and, and so the older ones give tips as to how do you deal with homework, how do you deal with attentions, how do you deal? Is there bullying at, at secondary school and all those sorts of things? They can chat chat to them and just have a bit of fun. We play games and, and all sorts of things as well. So it's uh, just to put them at their ease, so they can have a you know, the best start to secondary education as they, as they can as yeah. far as but but also you're you're doing this thing of, of keeping them connected with the church as a real resource mm. to them and a, a useful place for them and i think what's brilliant about you guys and the, and and the way we do ministry at St Mary's of, with youth and children uh, and the thing i think we can maybe draw out of this conversation is is around transition like managing transitions well and when you've got a team that works together and has a bit of a coherent mm, strategy and thinks about youth and children's work together individually you're specialists but together you've got this big vision you could just do some stuff as you've been doing that prevents those classic falling off points so karen you've got that natural place where once they've got their school place or once they reach five and things clubs and things start to kick in 
kids might disappear at that point, families might disappear. Charles, you've got a couple of transition points where more sports activities kick in or, or children decide, actually, I don't want to be at church anymore. Classically, Matt, you've got 11, which is a, a very, you know, for a lot of people, that is the drop-off point where like, you had a massive bunch of mm. year sixes coming up and yet in year seven, you've got four kids. Um, and then you've also got stages at 14 and 16 as well. So it seems to me, you might want to say some more about this, any of you, that, um, that, that plugging those gaps um, with good transition stuff is vital if, if youth ministry is going to thrive. Yeah. I, think, I think it's about investing in, in the individuals as well as, as in the groups and the transi- transitions as well. We've got a couple of people who are coming to our youth groups who aren't necessarily believers of God, but because we've inputted and we've invested in them, they still come every Monday mm-hmm. and, they, and they hear it every Monday. So it's not, so I think it's that kind of, you know, we are preventing drop-offs by investing in their lives anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've set up like a revision group for um, the year 11s in our cell group so that they can come along and mm-hmm. just like kind of more structured, but together as well, so that they feel mm-hmm. like church and school aren't separate, that they can bring it bring their problems there mm. but yeah absolutely like the transitions I think are the most vital thing of kind of making sure that everyone knows one another as, yeah. as Matt was saying and to kind of getting them that's why I felt like it was really important to bring them all together once a month on a Sunday to kind of ease those transitions but then also mm. um, I'm f- setting up a thing at the end of the year for the year sixes um, which is kind of like a guide to school kind of mm. thing so that again so that so it's at the end of the year, but then they've also got Matt at the beginning of the year too to kind of, um, to kind of bridge that, that difficult stage. Oh. And I think what's nice as well, we have groups on a Monday. So my year five and six are on a Monday, and it's followed immediately after by year seven and eight cell group, which means that then if they're free on a Monday because they come to year five and six, they're more likely to be free for the year seven and eight. That's good strategic thinking, well. isn't it? Actually, you make it easier for them. I mean, the parents in your church, they like giving you gifts all the time. I mean, this just sounds like, if you're a parent, you're like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. We're, we're open but, to gifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to ask a question about what this, what else this offers, because I suppose we, we, we don't talk much on the podcast, and we need to do more actually chatting around supporting young people with learning difficulties and additional needs. But I suppose there'll be some children that developmentally, the transitions might look different. It might come later for them or for other reasons. Like, and I guess, Karen, I want to pull you into on this really. There might be some children and some families that actually they won't follow the kind of now they're age six now they're age ten but actually a, ch- a setup like yours enables these children to feel incredibly safe and supported do you see that as well yes in the last couple of years we had a wonderful lady natalie who set up an additional needs team um and i think we've set that up in the children and youth bit but actually what we want to see is that spilling over into church because i think the longer you go on the more you realize that additional needs affects yeah. everybody in yeah. different ways and again it sort of it runs alongside the fact that we realize we see the children maybe one or two hours a week we can't do everything mm. we can't be the only people who input into their faith thing so actually how do we equip those parents we know there've been parents who've maybe suspect there needs to be a diagnosis of somewhere on the autism spectrum mm. or don't want to face that and you know we're not qualified to make those absolutely um diagnoses or anything like that but it's good to be able to walk through with those families Mm. who are saying well we haven't been to church because it's just too difficult and Mm. people will be looking at us we don't fit that Mm. perfect family Mm. model so we're trying to um, increase the number of additional needs team we've got so they're available to sort of just input Mm. more one-on-one 
with children who just need that little bit more attention so that everybody can come to church if you in families you don't go well you can't come because you haven't got great table manners and you don't sit nicely at the table so you're not welcome at Christmas lunch um, absolutely that's you so know, it, it's that Everyone bit of everybody is welcome Everyone at is whatever welcome. level they find it easiest to access it it is quite hard work it does mm. put an extra load on but also we've seen amazing transformations of children who wouldn't sit and listen to anything who now I'm thinking of one little boy who's gone up from my groups into your groups yeah, yeah. who was quite disruptive to start off with and now he's often the one who's saying I know what that bit is about I know you know he's involved and he's engaged um, and that then enables the parents to get back into church as well or to mm. be involved in other things on their own yeah. serving on teams and things like Absolutely. that so I think that's what we want to try and do it's, mm. it's not just well this is what happens in youth groups this is what happens yes. in children's group and our church site as Martin's well aware is we have the church one side of the road and the centre and we use a local school as well because we've outgrown the premises um, it's quite hard there is a sort of geographical divide between church and the children's and youth stuff but there's also a little bit of a divide of we're a bit out of sight, out of mind. So it's trying to make sure that whatever we're doing on a Sunday or in the week is tied into what's going on at, at church. Mm. And maybe that's a, and part a, of an issue family. that a bigger church faces in a way that maybe a yeah. smaller church with three, four-year-olds, mm-hmm. 10, 15-year-olds don't face. Mark Arnold from Urban Saints said that 95% of, of families with teenagers and children with, with additional needs don't go to church. Yeah. So I think actually as a, as a group, that's really important is that our youth ministry really reflects, our children's ministry reflects that. So how, so how do you make youth work more visible in the church? When it's, when it's big, but still invisible, how do you make youth ministry and children's ministry more visible in a church? Yeah, well, we, we were fortunate enough to be able to do a little bit in the APCM um, Last, was it last week? You'll have to explain what that is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Very angry. APCM. Oh. I don't, don't even know what it's called. I just know it's another something annual 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 church <laughs> meeting. Summer. Let me just tell you, had I known that's what the acronym meant, yeah. I wouldn't have been there. We yeah. think that it might have been a case that quite a few people did look at it and go, oh, annual general church, mm. annual Doesn't parochial church meeting. Try and say that. But anyway, without yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we, we were really fortunate enough to, we had five minutes between us, yeah. um, and it was just really nice to be able to kind of feed back what we've been getting up to on a more serious level, because mm. quite often when we're up front, it's you we're doing a game it. or we're just <laughs> yeah. running around the church going just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get uh, on to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. Yeah. Um, but it was just really nice to be able to feed back to our church family and go, look, this is even to, to those who don't necessarily have children or youth of their own, to be able to kind of go, this is what we get up to. Um, and Matt brought along some youth, which was great bait as well, to kind of get people um, excited about it, because it meant that it wasn't just us speaking, but it was a little bit of time to just be a little bit more serious and kind of to be able to feed back to the church what we've been getting up to, which I think is really important. And I think what was really useful with that is, is knowing what each other do, we didn't just, we didn't speak about our areas, we spoke about... Um, what we've been doing as a ministry, mm. what we what we are going to do, and, and how people can join with us for that. So it's it's not yeah, it's trying to always blur the lines. Yeah. we have our, our areas we, we look after, but you know, blurred lines in this context. Again. Yes, in yeah. context, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> songs, songs disappear. Oh, I can't think why. I I think um, 
in the past we've been quite guilty of just assuming that parents who have children in those groups will help with those groups which ends up with them being on a rota mm. which means you have people turning up who aren't maybe as invested or haven't got the gifts they're just not it's not what they're you know made to do um and what we want to do is excite the rest of church we actually secretly love to see church almost empty and everybody over <laughs> with the children and youth and doing things together great, wouldn't it be great sure. if um mm. those that learned by playing with play-doh went and played with play-doh whatever age they were mm. and the ones who had a discussion you know if you had loads of different age groups in the youth group you could go to the youth group whatever age you were and mm. talk about fascinating stuff that idea of actually getting people who are excited about children and youth work and that's their gift that's where they're supposed to be rather than just parents on a rotor yeah. we'd really want to it's hard because it, it's a slog to try and change that um, but I think we can only do that if over the road in church they've got a really clear vision of what we're up to and why we're doing it yeah what I'd love is for churches to have like someone who was there to look at the gifts people have and to place them in, in those yeah. in, in, in place so, so it's not just that that parents turn out oh, I've got to do yeah. this but actually there's someone that coordinates the, all the volunteers and mm -hmm. say or ministry like a ministry coordinator and they say oh what are your gifts and we oh you'd be great with this you'd be great with that rather than that oh please help with you because we can't we've got, got to close it if we don't have enough people you've got to pass so, yeah exactly you're breathing you're in so yeah and it's all, that thing about playing to strengths I think it's where uh, I reminded that when Charles was speaking earlier um, like Charles with a theatrical basis that's what you use in your mm -hmm. ministry and just encourage people like who are in these uh, positions of ministry to use your gifts use what your you know, what your passions are as well um, you know you're, you're, you're an actor darling indeed yeah and, 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 so, and, and according know. to a recent sermon also a rapper yeah he rapped in oh. church you know that yes you I there for that? no I wasn't he, he preached and then he rapped at the end <laughs> yeah We'll talk about that. No. So, uh, I want to hear it. So look, I, we want to change gear now. Uh, and I, I, in a moment, I'm going to spring a story on you, Matt. Okay. I think it, re it it deserves greater sharing. But just before that, a little little bit of housekeeping. Yes. Um, we've had some feedback. Oh, on this feedback. particular interview? Not, not on this Live. interview. Oh. Yeah, okay. just, no. But we've had some podcast feedback. Okay. And we've been asking for it for a long time. Yeah. In every sense. <laughs> And so, um, so one of uh, what's happened is there is a, and I won't name them, but there is a youth ministry training college somewhere that has um, actually offered to give credits on the basis of listening to the Youthscape podcast. Well, you know who you are. You know which, who you are. Which feels like folly if you're listening, particularly to this episode. And uh, and here, and I've, uh, most of them don't talk about us, unfortunately. Most no. of them just talk about the guests. The guests, yeah. But I'm pleased that producer Rachel has, has pointed one out. That does actually uh, address the, oh, the hosting host. oh, particularly. Lovely. So okay. let me let me read it to you. I usually love listening to podcasts. <laughs> That's not a good start. No, it's not. <laughs> this one really sucked though. <laughs> oh, no. If I didn't have to listen for this class, there is no way oh, I would have goodness. made it through this podcast. <laughs> they and this is what really hurts. They talked too much about movies. And I realised at that point that it was the episode that you weren't on. Oh, thank the Lord! <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I know nothing about movies. This is when I had guest host and Youthscape CEO Chris Curtis. Oh. It goes on. I was bored to death. <laughs> to death. I was bored to resurrection. I was bored to death listening to their stupid banter oh, about the award-winning movies. 
It took them 15 minutes to introduce the guest. And that, for me, that that is... There we go. That is feedback, isn't that it? That is feedback. Sorry, I'm at the bottom. Mrs. There's no Mrs. name. Mrs. Jane Saunders. There's no name. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So do, do send your do send feedback, feedback. And don't hold back. Especially if you've got some really nasty oh. feelings about Rachel. <laughs> Podcast at uk. Matt. Oh. Right, so that's I don't know. I haven't asked if I can bring the story up, but okay. um, but unless you like, you know, flat refuse to tell it, I'm I'm going to bring it up. So I was involved in your recruitment. You were. I was involved in your interview day, and you you took quite a and Karen was as well. Yeah. Um, so we have to bear responsibility yes! for that. <laughs> but you uh, you took quite a creative approach to. The interview process, uh, and uh, and it's always stuck with me. It's the most interesting thing I've ever seen anyone do with a job interview. I mean, talk about high risk. So you uh, had to prepare some uh, some stuff to do with the young people around a Bible story, and I think you either chose or were given the story of the Good Samaritan. Yes. And can I just say right now, I give you full permission to shame me personally in the telling of this story. But what did you do, Matt? Uh, okay, so um, my, my, my dad lives in Rygate. Um, there's not really many of them. Um, <laughs> nice I'd just like to share that with you. Thank Hi, you. Matt's dad. Hello. You won't be listening to this. Um, that might have been him that gave that feedback. Um, anyway, so, uh, so I, I stayed with my dad before the, the interview, uh, and I thought uh, it'd be really good to, for people to be able to live the story of the Good Samaritan. And so I... Uh, got dressed in, um, I got some clothes from a charity shop, um, made them really grubby, um, yeah, just uh, made myself look a bit unkempt, and then just uh, walked through Rygate Town Centre, and then sat near where the, uh, where the interviews have been uh, taking place, um, and trying to look um, as if I was living on the streets. Oh my goodness. Um, so, uh, wow. with, with a view to then seeing if anyone would go past, whether um, anyone would notice, uh, and and just to actually find out, I, I found it like a bit. It was a real experience for me actually mm. to notice to seeing how people responded to me looking like that rather than mm. the way that I, I normally looked. Uh, and um, careful, Charles. Uh, <laughs> and um, and do you know what? The uh, I, I was also very aware that there were other interviews going on um, at the same time. And so I, I thought, oh, how do I time this right? I've got, I can't mm. get in the way of the other interviews. But so I sat quite near um, the, the vicarage where the, the interviews were going. Uh, and one person stopped to see if I was okay. Uh, and, and that one person leant over and said, oh, you know, are you okay? Would you like a cup of tea? And it's actually Karen that no! did that. Oh, no! Karen! Did you walk past? Absolutely sold me down the river. Did you walk past? It was Karen. It was. Were you hoping oh. it that somehow he would say it was you, even though it wasn't you? No, it wasn't me, but I didn't. I hoped that Karen oh, would go Karen. down with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was Karen. Um, and, um, and she was she was so lovely. Uh, and, and she was like, oh, do you want a cup of tea? We're just meeting at the vicarage. Would you like this? And oh. the one person. And um, so then um, I said, oh, no, no, thank you very much. And then and then went back <laughs> home to my dad's house and uh, got changed um, into my, my smart gear for uh, the interview. Uh, and then during the... So we, we spoke about the bystander effect and, and what that's like in, in um, with that, the parable and all the, these sorts of things. And, and then I showed the picture of me. I'd, I'd taken a selfie outside. Wow. And then there was, it was a, it was a, a moment. And they yeah. were like, oh, like intake breath. And I'm thinking, Karen's was the loudest. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, and um, so it was, it was, it was, yeah. So that's what 
Oh, I did do for my interview. I don't know why I went yeah. this country. And who walked past? A number of times, probably. <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't have walked past a number of times. I probably took a different entrance. Yeah, yeah, I did. Over the wall, I thought. Because that was always so. Sat in that setting, there probably maybe some settings where there'd be a number of people sat on the streets, which doesn't make it any easier to walk past. But in that setting, that would be very unusual, probably. Let's not justify there. it. So I walked past a homeless guy. That's interesting. I didn't stop. Outside the vicarage as well. Oh my goodness, Karen, I, you I are did. amazing. On the way and to the a lesson job interview. Of this is that we love Karen. Right. We love Karen, mm. and once again, shame has been poured upon my head on <laughs> you know, the Escape podcast. To be fair, I don't think I think you were already in by that time. Yeah. You were probably very prepared and getting everything ready. You were doing other interviews as well. I saw it. Yeah, Did I saw you? it. I saw it. Yeah. Wow, interesting. I'm owning my mistake. Okay, let's move on. That's well, what a risky thing to do in an interview. Good on you. Yeah, on amazing, you. amazing. Because that probably was really moving for you as an experience. Yeah, like, yeah it was. It you, kind of really, I, I just that. Uh, so seeing people on the street and knowing yeah. what that was like yeah even just I, know, I can't ex- I can't, I know, no. can't hope to ever, ever understand what it's like to yeah. live on the street but just for that that hour or so and then to and to, to, to know what that felt like what it must be like to have day after day mm. people just walk past mm. you to to try and make sure that just even a hello mm. that acknowledge that someone's you know, human Mm. That's 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 kind of that's that's statement. So yes, it did have yes, a yeah. quite a prof- profound effect. And actually, for young people and, and some children as as well, I'm, I don't want to say it's the same as being living on the street, but actually, so many teenagers that we work with feel that invisibility, don't they? They're like mm-hmm. constantly in the environment, in the school setting, where they just don't cut it, they don't make it, and just actually you having sharing that experience. I know what it's, it's like just for an hour to to not be the man that people kind of. De- deferential to but actually people ignored me they just walked past me and so many of my young people experience that all the time don't they so yeah. wow in- employ you on the spot that's I, amazing I, I think this actually explores, explains a lot of subsequent things that have happened in our relationship and I, I wonder whether you're still working out your rage towards me now mm. we did um, <laughs> we, we did the uh, the holiday club together we did. We did. last summer didn't we yes. and on the last day which was boiling hot, as oh, I remember it. Was it. A it, was, hot, it was a hot, hot day. day. Hot and probably. someone thought it would be a fun idea for me to wear a Superman costume. Just for, just for the 45 minute opening session. Yep. And it was boiling in there. And it was one of those ones with the fake like muscles. It was, it was both. Oh, they were fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both had the fake muscles, but also too tight in other places. It was, so that it was, I, as they say, pinching a little. It was it? pinching. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and very kind of hot and sweaty just for the 45 minutes that I had to do the dance routines and stuff but then they were you know, amazing so dance routines they were and I had to jump around in the songs and I sort of stuff and then I'd done I'd done that I went backstage to change what into happened? my clothes oh. you tell me what happened Matt well I don't know apparently apparently someone had secreted your clothes somewhere else <laughs> yeah so you, oh, I mean, how long did you have to spend the entire day <laughs> I then had to spend Walking around sites dressed oh, as Superman, as if I had somehow oh, no. intended to. Hold on, to be fair, it wasn't even a Superman costume, was it? It was a generic hero costume. <laughs> generic hero man. Yeah. Generic gentleman's so, hero. So one and size was, fits all in was, every set. There was a lot. Well, I didn't know really. It didn't really. One fits none. And also, there was a lot of chafing. Mm. It really wasn't nice. And I just wonder if you're working out your rage to me through stuff like that. Possibly, who knows? I can't, I can't, well, no, I, I, do we know who it was? There was a big investigation. Monty Mouse found it. Monty Mouse, the yeah. comedy character that you play in uh, Top's Praise. Yes. 
I'd like you to know he's not a comedy character. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's an integral part of my ministry and, and teaching points. He has very deep things to say about cheese. Cheese mainly. That's brilliant. Jesus. Yes, he's, Jesus. He's on the website. He's one of our staff team. On he the website. has his own email address. Yeah, we've got email. Monty Mouse. At stmaryrygate.org if you'd like to. People now email Monty Mouse. Yeah, Have you do. ever actually received an email from no, Monty Mouse? It's a bit like the Mon- feedback. So what, what, <laughs> what is the email address? Monty.mouse. Yes. At stmaryrygate.org. Come on, wow. people. You need wow. to respond. Um, Charles, I don't want to. I don't want to. Lose the opportunity for this. Mm. Apparently, you have props. Oh, we do have props. Ooh. Well, we have a couple of props. Which one should we go for? Do you know you segued so well you into said. that earlier <laughs> yeah. about the rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yet, I you didn't take because. the opportunity. No, no, because you, you kept talking. Okay, sorry. So, so, we, we, got new, we got a game that we love. At, Ooh, at excellent. Okay. Oh, producer oh, Rachel well, you actually have got a, a classic case. So, Matt, I don't know whether this was Matt's idea or whether he oh, did the classic youth worker thing of stealing. Um, oh, but, um, <laughs> steal. that, that was the, that's the other thing, to share uh, first rule of uh, youth ministry is steal like a bandit, mm. I was always told. And that's Nothing why we were working sun. together, because we could just steal games from one another. Um, but um, we did a Dr. Zeus musical battle, okay. in which you select a random Dr. Zeus book, and then you select a random genre and you of music of music and then you read the book to the music Ooh. in the style of that, that genre oh, right um, okay how does that work yeah well depends who's doing it yeah. whether it works well or very badly okay. charles do you want to give us a demo i can, yes, I can yes, probably yes, give yeah, you a demo oh, no. so we understand oh, look at this there's What's lots of doctor's use books there there's lots plethora oh the lorax what a good one right, right. okay we do like this one on the Lorax. So how, when, when do you play this? Like the three of you in your team meetings? Um, yeah, sometimes <laughs> after church when we need to unwind. Okay, oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. okay. Do you play this with young people or just... No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Oh, young people? Young people. <laughs> Children? <laughs> Who? Right, okay, here we go. So you've got right. the book. Oh, no, wait. So, so, I totally haven't got prepared. No, it's all right. So we're now choosing a genre yeah. of music. And so then we choose... We'll go, we'll go for rap. No, we'll go for okay. rap. Because right. uh, uh, we're normally good at rap. I don't know where we stand on copyright on this, but... Nah, these are it's very like generic short. and a bit like my singing it might be called a certain tune but it might not reflect the actual yeah. original the, the author's intent yeah who knows what's going to happen okay <clears throat> right. I hope you're excited about this listeners right there's a bit of rhythm there here we go okay we're getting you've just got to warm up yeah <clears throat> okay, here we go at the far end of town where the grickle grass grows And the wind smells slow and sour when it blows And no birds ever sing except dull crows In the street of the lifted Lorax And in the deep grickle grass some people say If you look deep enough you can still see today Where the Lorax once stood just as long as it could Before someone lifted Lorax away Why did you do a bit of Fozzy Bear in this? <laughs> What's wrong with Fuzzy Bear? Waka Waka. <laughs> I also just felt we needed to kind of like disguise the tune a little bit. You did brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. So this yeah. is what you guys get up to. This is the joys of team. Do you want to go, Marty? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll have a go. So uh, so I, I'm taking a book at random. Mm. And I, I brilliantly ended up with, I wish that I had duck feet. Careful. Now I feel like there's high stakes involved here. <laughs> Fair up. Because it's fine as long as I don't get my words in a muddle. Is this entertaining for you now, podcast listener? That's that's what I'm. Are you not entertained? 
be entertained. So um, if you don't get a good review after this, so this is yes. um, don't listen to this with credits. <laughs> We're doing this for your ratings. So um, so this is I've never seen this, Doctor. She's just to make it more complicated. And uh, have we got a piece of music, producer Rachel? She's nodding, of course, silently. We've got, as it turns out, the theme music from the Youthscape podcast for me to do this to. I don't know how this is going to go. Just go with the flow. Yes, Just go with the flow, Martin. So, <laughs> Enough talk. So it's an electronica. It's electro- well, I'm not going to rap because it's electronica. So okay, it needs need more to... of a... Oh, you Deutsche. can do like Kraftwerk sort of. Yeah, 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 Deutsche. Yeah, yeah. I wish Get I had talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fan, have you? Let's yeah, not do that. <laughs> Okay, so, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start and see what comes out. Mm. Is it normally supposed to be rap? Is that it can be rap? You, you can, can sing. sing it. All right, let's you see. Can do I, mean, I can't poetry. really sing any genre. So yeah, let's see what boring. happens when you press play. I wish that I had duck feet, and I can tell you why. Why? 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 Your best blush around in duck feet. You don't have to keep them dry. 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 Dry, dry, I wish that I had duck feet. No more shoes. No shoes for me. The man down at the shoe store would not have my size, you see. Duck feet. 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 Why did I go with your opinion? It was very refreshing. Very Russian. That is next year's Eurovision entry. I can see you're on Oh, we can always finish in the tune of Frere Jacques. Exactly. You can fit anything in Frere Jacques. I've seen it done many, many times. Wow, well, that was a great prop. Well done. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that along. So, so guys, I mean, thanks for coming all the way to Youthscape Towers here in Luton. For, for this podcast, it is a you know it's an absolute honour to have you here. And, and do you know what? You are fantastic. You are fantastic. We're incredible as a parent and as a friend of some of you. The, um, <laughs> the, the uh, I'll let you find that out. Um, I, I I just want to say thank you because I think you you do put in huge amounts of work for our kids and and you know they really appreciate it and they all love being at church, which is not something. All parents can say about their children. So thank That's you guys. And I think what you have said today about the joined up approach, I think, is something that yeah, any brilliant. any youth ministry yeah, can brilliant. take something from. So good on you. Thank you so yeah. much. Oh. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, we're, we're big fans. Oh, <laughs> all of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, Charles is a little, this is a little bit scary. Um, I'm a little oh, bit of a. What's going I'm on here? Bit of a, I'm a little bit of a fanboy. Charles and I know I know else. that you. Rachel, you've got fans. Um, oh, no. Is this for Rachel's fans? But I'm kind of like one of his <gasps> biggest fans. <laughs> what? Like, That's from his wall in yeah. the office. What? <laughs> it's from my wall in the office. Uh, <laughs> okay, so if you, um, if you're not watching this. Did you it, Rachel? <laughs> if you're not here in the studio, you won't understand what Charles has just, let's say, unfurled. Um, he's, got a, he's got a poster. A full-size poster of the very capable speaker in her own right, (laughs) Rachel Gardner. And uh, and it says underneath Rachel Gardner Fan Club. Charles, how long have you been a member? A founding member. Yeah, for about five years now, probably. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I send out a, a weekly newsletter just, <laughs> just updating everyone, telling everyone to listen to the You Skip podcast. What does the newsletter... Does it oh, have, like, it tells you dates that Rachel's speaking. Oh. Um, just where you can find resources. Could we... We, we sell pillows. Could, could we do pens. Rachel Gardner fan fiction? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, that exists. That exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's all based wow. on Soul Survivor. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, well we, we just kind of wait for you to sign, if that's I'm, all right, so I can put it back on my... Uh, <laughs> My wall. Um, I will have child. I will happily sign. Thank you. Oh, no, I'm slightly terrified. Yeah. You should be scared. Where do I sign? I think just oh, well, there's Actually, a nice there's space there. Don't show on your face. Don't show on your face. Charles won't be able to look at it. <laughs> I feel deeply uncomfortable. I'm also signing. You I'm feel like not, you're not that uncomfortable, are you? Rachel Gardner with love, kiss, kiss. Is that going on the? Is that going on the youth group? Uh, and youth the control. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. The freak side of me, we quite like to be part of this club as well. <laughs> well, you really don't. Like to be you and Charles. That's what I'm so if you'd like to join oh, the Rachel Gardner no, yeah, enough, fan club, enough, it's Monty Dot Mouse. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. I don't know. We've got anywhere I'm to go. Your friends. Oh, I know. What about mouth trumpet? Oh, come on. Why not? We've, we've done so much today. We, we have. We, have. we could do that. We could do some out out. Oh, yeah, we could. Yeah. What about if we 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 end on a mouth trumpet? We yes. could end on a hymn. Mm. Yes. But we could all do a mouth trumpet version. Of, like, where how where, where, where you're coming from here is the mm. fact that my let's not call it a talent. It is. My special skill is that I can do a mouth trumpet quite well. Brilliant. If you were a superhero, you'd be mouth trumpet boy. Yes. I'm aware of that, and I know it upsets people like producer Rachel, who are genuine musicians who know what things like notes are. But uh, but I don't. I can just do. It's, it is a gift. It's a god gift. Really good. And so um, let's do the shout outs yes. quickly. Brilliant. Hello to Stephen Mitchell, Claire we love Wallace, you, Paul Window, Beth Stout, and Charles. And <laughs> oh, hang on. Can we add him? Something's happened. <laughs> the list. <laughs> He's just Charles, that's all he is. Uh, also, don't forget our 25th anniversary, yes. uh, Lambeth. Hey, Rygate, St Mary's could put a, a little team together, couldn't they? For croquet well, on the idea. lawn. Yes, oh, yeah. have you guys come Lambeth up? Garden Party uh, on Ooh. the 6th of July, 2 to 5 pm. Official croquet rules will be yes. emailed to you to kind of uh, if you sign up at youthscape.co.uk slash Lambeth. But we're going to be seen out now in true Songs of Praise style with the lovely trumpeters, mouth trumpeters from St Mary's Rygate trumpeting Amazing Grace Shall I um, shall I do the first Yeah You, you, the you first pick verse. the note and then we'll follow Do you want, do you want Shall I do the first couple of lines You can do harmony I'll And do then harmony. you come in yeah. And let's see how we get on Okay, okay. I like you prepared by licking your You can see that I'm actually licking my I'm moistening the area <laughs> In order to get my instrument fully working <laughs> Oh stop stop Nobody will have listened this far Especially not that kid who hates us <laughs>
Oh, we should have been in a staff meeting this morning. Yeah. Can you hang to this? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Actually, that wasn't much of a choice.